we're back. We're back. Five months later, yeah. <laughs> through summer Big. and crazy times. It's, uh, the last one we did was June June 7th or something yeah. like that. So, well, yeah. I'm glad to get back. I've been yeah. wanting to do it. I know you have too, and it seems like um, it's just fast and furious. Yeah. For sure. It's so. been a crazy summer, fall. <laughs> crazy, yeah. It's crazy everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, not just us though that's one of the things that you, in the back of your mind you're like hey what are we doing yeah to cause these challenges but as we've gotten to venture out and and speak to other companies around the country everybody's having this issue mm -hmm. you know that um what's crazy is everybody's growing though yeah you know it's it's finding committed people that want uh to stick stick it out um it seems like people are just like Oh, it's a little bit of a hill to climb, so I'm gonna just jump off the bus and go around the other way. You know, it's, it's yeah. like happening everywhere in the country. It's uh, it's kind of just crazy times. You know, it's not just our industry. It's yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. You know, I was uh, serviced to Pepsi uh, last week or the week before. I was talking to that manager, and uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm on a forklift. You know, I'm I'm warehouse manager, trying to manage all these routes, and um, it's just everywhere." So. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, we walked into a an Arby's, uh, me and Tim, in a few weeks ago. And there was a manager there; she was the only one there. Holy there were some other things going on, but that were kind of crazy, anyways. But yeah, it was. You know, she was running around, freaking out. Yeah, because she was there alone. So, God, it's everywhere. <laughs> I've even seen like Sonics and stuff that are closed. Yeah, because they can't open until they get enough people to work. So it's insane. Yeah, I think. Um, where was I? I was in Arkadelphia, and I think it's a Wendy's in that gas station. And it took me like a half hour to get through the drive-through. And they, it was one of those drive-throughs. Once you're in, you're trapped. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, I could jump this curve in four-wheel drive. <laughs> I, mean, I was so I was ready to, I was yeah. frustrated. No, it was hope. It was in hope. But man, yeah, that was just. And I'm sure that's exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. There's probably two people in there trying to Make run that whole thing. Yeah, get it, get it. So, Everybody taken care of. So. You know, I guess. Um, Something of interest that I had heard last night is Jordan Peterson. I don't know if, who follows Jordan Peterson or talks to him, but he's a, a psychologist, I believe is his background from Canada, but yeah. he's got a lot of YouTube videos and um, a lot of it's motivational type speaking. Right. And uh, But he had made a comment last night that I was listening to. Um, he had cited a philosopher uh, somewhere in history that had made that every man is responsible for every of his one of his own actions. And then he's also responsible for every other man's actions in the world. And I guess you'd say men or women, men. I'm sure the philosopher back in the day just referred to men. But the, that kind of hit me like a butterfly effect comment, you know, that we're responsible for all of our own actions, but then our actions also go out into the world and cause reactions in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think our comment, our, our topic we're talking about uh, work, um, if you just lay that statement on top of it of like our responsibilities to each other and think about uh, calling in to work and not showing up for work when you need to how many people are counting on you and then the reaction that that has for all of our customers and then for all of us personally and mm -hmm. um, anyway that statement I actually turned the video off and kind of just thought about that for a little bit and uh, it, it hits home now for sure yeah so you know when I was um much younger person, 
I think a lot of, well, I mean, this is all my personal perspective, right? But I think it, some of it is uh, maturity. Yeah. You know, I wasn't as committed to careers when I was younger. Um, I was giving some thought to this. I know I was going to try to talk about this today, but on the way to work, um, when I was 18, I worked in a bank in a central vault. And I remember it was just me and one other person. And I think that's where I started developing more of a commitment to a career because I knew if I wasn't there, that there was only one other person that grabbed the burden of me not being there. And you saw it directly then. Mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, if you had a, a headache, you, you, I came to work because I didn't want to, you know, uh, put it off on that other individual. Uh, individual. Nelson Laborde, he was a, a, a Kunas and a real thick Cajun accent. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, he and I would sit in that central vault and count millions of dollars every day, and uh, with his uh, Cajun humor, it was it was a fun time. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, I cared about the guy and learned not to just blow off work because people were counting on me at that point. So anyway, Jordan Peterson's interesting. Anybody that's yeah. interested in picking up some of his stuff, he's also uh, it made some really cool points about uh, activism and and people in the world that are 18 years old that are going out and, and uh, being activists but don't have any life experience to base that on. Right. And, and so he's got just a ton of really cool, <clears throat> to me, perspectives on, on yeah. the world. So. Have you ever listened to him? Yeah, I, I've, I have. I wrote a book and I've started listening to it, but I haven't. The uh, 12 Reasons, uh, I don't remember exactly. Is it a newer one? Because he referenced it and um, I thought about looking it up. It is, I can look it up real quick. He had referenced a newer book. This video is about seven months old, and he had referenced he had just written a book. So I was wondering um, what the name of it was. So yeah, you know, uh, twelve rules rules for life. Um, I I'd started it and I didn't get as far as I probably should have. Yeah. Or, um, it was I got an audio, so yeah, just. Um, but yeah, I've, I've listened to him. I know of him. Um, he's been on other people' mm -hmm. podcasts that I listen to. So. Yeah, that's how I found him originally. So I'll have to look that book up. And, and yeah, I mean, to, uh, I guess my side of that experience of growing up and you know having that commitment to show up um, is a little different. I mean, same boat. When mm -hmm. I was younger, I didn't have you know or have the. <clears throat> realize what that meant what mm -hmm. it meant and and so really when i moved here um i kind of had some jobs that were not as like strict or they were kind of lax yeah and so when i moved here uh, there was a couple times the first i mean you you remember <laughs> where i didn't show up on time yeah. and and um i think the i mean had a conversation was had with me about that and yeah. then um you know, so that changed yeah. pretty quickly. It's a plus, process. Plus the, uh, it quickly set in, you know, who I'm representing and, um, you know, I have, I have family that mm -hmm. is attached to the, the company and, and uh, so that really started to open my eyes and I think ever since then I don't, I've not had any issues with, um, with that. And then <clears> the <throat> same thing like you're talking about, I'm, I just have a different perspective that if I don't feel great, I mean, it takes a lot. There's times where I'm probably yeah. at work where I shouldn't be at work because, right. you know, it, we're at a size and getting to a size where 
me being sick or whatever and being around people is probably going to impact negatively than, yeah. than just showing up. But I have a hard time not coming, even though there's times where like I don't really want to. There's just a little, there's a little thing in the back of my head that's like, you better get up and, and get yeah. to work. Um, well, there's a difference about truly being sick versus just kind of wanting to play hooky that day. You're having yeah. a bad day. It's kind of gloomy yeah. outside. I just don't feel like doing it. That's, yeah. There's two differences I there that are. I told you about this is that every time I, if I have that feeling, like if I feel sick, there's time, there's definitely times where I'm, shouldn't be at work because yeah. it's, I'm probably going to make other people sick. Yeah, we definitely don't want to do that. There's other times where, you know, when you're tired or you had a long day the day before, I, whatever the circumstances, and I wake up and go, yes, not, not every day do I wake up and feel like, hey, I'm ready to go. I want to go to work. But I, that little thing in the back of my head's like, no, nah, you got to get up. And the, the other People thing I counting on you. That's the, the other thing I do is I, I'm not an idle. Like I don't generally don't like to just sit there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'll play that game in my head while I'm trying to get up and make myself go is that, hey, in an hour, you're going to be bored. Yeah. You're going to be so bored. I'm just going to be sitting you here. You just find a way to motivate yourself mm -hmm. through it. Yeah. So then I get up and then, you know, whatever, an hour goes by or 10 minutes goes by and you go, oh, I didn't really feel like no, that. <laughs> no, just got to, got, got to get going. You know, people all around us, though, are doing um, epic things. Like, I mean, I would just come to work. It's not always epic, but it kind of is at, at times when people are counting on you. But, you know, um, you and I talked a little while ago about identifying a, a few folks that we recognize that are doing just phenomenal things. And um, a minute ago, before we got going, I started thinking, man, there's, you want to identify the ones that we know of, but there's probably all around us people are doing epic things. Yeah. Great um, supporting themselves, supporting the company, supporting the team. Um, it's all around us, you know, and so, um, you know, one uh, example was Lucas we had talked about where uh, on his day off, I don't know if it was his birthday or vacation day or whatever it was, but um, he needed supplies or something for the day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. where, where you were, and he came in on his day off to just pick it up and get it done. And, yeah. and to me, that's... He went and helped with the Central Branch. That's right, on the get back. That's get right, back. too. Yeah. And then came over and... Uh, he was working on a squirrel trap that was giving us That's right. Uh, he picked trouble, up the squirrel so, trap. So, yeah. Which he nailed, too. Yeah, the next he day. I it. mean, he went and set it up, and so, then they got. we finally caught it. So Yeah. There's some so positive all, confirmation on those traps. So though. Lucas gets all squirrel jobs <laughs> yeah. from here on out, right? I'd yeah. love to hear that. So, yeah, those, those kind of actions are um, pretty phenomenal. People are doing phenomenal things all around us, and uh, we don't always get to see them and, and definitely don't always recognize them the way we should. So. Yeah, I think like another just little thing was seeing in the Central Branch Channel the last couple of days of November mm -hmm. trying to hit production goal, which we, uh, yeah, sure we did. Yeah, looking at the numbers, uh, though I'm sure they'll have some final adjustments, but yeah, we we did. Um, but it come, had them coming together and going, hey, I've got a couple extra stops and people yeah. stepping up. Lucas, me and one of them, I think Dale was another one. Yeah, so probably some that, others that we didn't recognize, but. <clears throat> Um, they were volunteering, like, hey, does anybody need any help? Yeah. And, like, that's that's going to be success. Yeah. That, that's a formula for success for sure in anything you do in life. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Northwest branch or the Tulsa guys, um, I don't know how many people in the company realize that they have a, a on-call rotation mm -hmm. they have to work. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a 
that can be tough. You get a phone call at uh, two in the morning from the hospital, and it's for the hospitals what that rotation is. Uh, they got to get up and go get it done. And uh, man, that's pretty epic. That's pretty awesome that uh, they have that kind of teamwork and camaraderie and willingness to to take care of the customer like that. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, those are those are just a few, but it's happening around us a yeah. long time. And I was a special shout out to Gary. I know he's got. Uh, he told me he's taking that shift for, through Christmas yeah. and, and the holidays. Yeah. So that's especially tough. Hopefully, he'll get not have to get calls, but I know he's willing to go do what he's got to do if he if he does. What's some other things I've got? Um, man, the supply chain issues. Um, you know, what's on the news every night about Christmas? Hey, if you're going to get Christmas for pre presents, you need to get them ordered because yeah. of supply chains. And, you know, at training, you were talking about having some issues with monitors and gloves and things like that. Yeah, I, I don't know how much the supply chain affects the monitors. Um, the monitors have always been a struggle. Yeah, they, um, it's, it's just when they switch over... I don't know if anybody's seen any kind of like production like that where mm -hmm. when they have to switch switch over whatever the the template for our monitors mm -hmm. <clears throat> it takes time and if they're already running a, bu a bunch of monitors for another company it may take time for them yeah to or just their generic model or whatever it may right. be right same thing with bait stations like when they stamp our logo on those bait stations when they're making them it's mm -hmm. probably the same thing they have oh, yeah. to flip over and mm -hmm. um, so when they do it they only send us so many and sometimes they'll make a bunch and then hold a pallet for us mm -hmm. uh, and keep it in their warehouse and then when, I, when we order them again they just ship it right away or they have to do the whole process and so you yeah. don't really know I don't really have a good answer you know when I was in uh, high school I worked at a box factory where we make cardboard boxes mm -hmm. And it was that exact scenario that you'd have a client that only ordered a pallet, but you anticipated they were going to order five more pallets over the year. Yeah. You would make all five pallets worth. And you had these die cuts that are specific. You know, a box, a sheet of cardboard is flat, and you stamp it out, and then it folds up, and then you make your box. Well, those are all specific to their product, and not every box is generic. So it's that exact scenario. Yeah. And, um, Sometimes they would sit there with dust on them for a year because they didn't order any more boxes. Yeah. And, uh, but it was more worth your time to get it done all at one run. And then have to and switch everything over. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, and they ordered another pallet a month later and you didn't do that, well, you know, that was time consuming. You may be uh, in the middle of another project and not have time to do it. And I think that's probably where some of our experience yeah. is. For, I don't know, what, what do you normally order, a pallet at a time? Yeah. Yeah, and there's probably some companies, and then they're generic ones that, you know, they're making knows hundreds of pallets at, at a time yeah you know so they're not gonna stop for us to make one pallet right yeah so, so that's where it's hard I think the last time it took took them three or four months and that's really in the I, and I don't know what supply chain has to do with affecting them maybe it is um, maybe whatever they're getting whatever materials they're getting aren't mm -hmm. they're not getting all of it um, there's no so, telling yeah well, I had some uh, supply chain issues with totality Mm -hmm. That one was a, a little scary. I had a scare because we ordered it, and he was like, "I don't have any," and there wasn't any any anywhere. But then yeah. it came in, and we were able to get it. So yeah. I'm I'm a 
I'm sure there's going to be things like that where we can't get something here and there. Um, but we'll just have to yeah, figure well, it out. I think one thing we could do to help with that is to plan ahead as individuals. Like if uh, I'd reached out to a client that we're anticipating doing a big rodent project on in Pine Bluff and uh, reached out to them to say, hey, if we need to look ahead, that if we need to order equipment, we need to kind of figure out what we need now because I'm afraid he's going to call me in January and say, hey, I'm ready to go. And um, then we have trouble getting all the supplies for him. Mm -hmm. So just planning ahead is, uh, you know, technician short on something or needs a supply, they need to plan ahead and ask for it. Yeah, always planning ahead is good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, doing a good job of, I don't know that with all the new, new faces that we have, new people on our team, um, I don't know that I've done or we've done a good job like communicating, trying to like set yourself up to run for a month and mm -hmm. trying not to order in between. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know, I know what my schedule looks like and it's not always easy to be here to pull stuff yeah. and get, get people stuff. So that's why I set a day to get it done. So turning your, your, your stuff in on time when I ask for it mm -hmm. and then you'll get it. Uh, and it just, but then I know there's things that come up where you didn't expect and that's, there's nothing you can do about that. I yeah. get that, but, uh, seems like the last few months, there's been a few, <clears throat> a few people that just continually ask for stuff, um, throughout the month. And, and mm -hmm. that makes it hard on you cause you're not getting the things that you need. Yeah. So the more you can plan ahead and make sure you look out on your schedule and know yeah, some of it's a learning curve for technicians on the route. Yeah. Some of it's also getting in the habit of going, hey, I, I, I just call and get it, you know, yeah. instead of planning ahead. So there's probably several factors in that. So a um, couple other things. We want to kind of keep this episode a little short, so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll move forward. But um, one thing I noticed on, uh, you mentioned new hires, is um, the Slack notifications. Yeah. You know, they're preset to, I guess, be on snooze until eight o'clock, mm -hmm. maybe. And so a lot of times messages in that, what, I don't know when they go off, maybe five? It, I think, yeah, so Something probably like, that. like eight to five. Yeah, that. so imagine if the office sends you a Slack at 7.30, hey, your eight o'clock canceled their appointment. And you don't get it because you got your notifications set to snooze. Um, and so I know I've been sending Slacks to people and it pops up and lets me know, hey, their notifications are turned <clears> off. So. Yeah. Do you remember how to go in and change that setting? Yeah, you can go to like the bottom right of the screen and it'll say you, um, and it'll pull up your profile. Okay. And then there's a little notifications section. You yeah. just click on that and then you can change your settings. Yeah, personally, I'd, um, I don't I turn mine off. I mean, you can you can message me anytime. Yeah, and I'm but I think you can go in and set <coughs> custom times too, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I would definitely want it earlier in the morning. If I'm up and out of bed, I want to know what my, if something in my day has changed, I would set my schedule to get that notification myself personally. Yeah. But yeah, you can get mine at any time. I don't think I have any type of Yeah, the, and you it. can actually you go to each channel too and, and um, you can set it to whatever. Oh, specific to each channel. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting too. So scheduling would be one you'd... Yeah, so I have all my channels are, <clears throat> I don't get notifications unless I'm... Um, there's like three channels, obviously the things that I have control over mm -hmm. or that I'm responsible for, I have set to notify, notify me no matter what. But I have it set to 
only at mentions. So when it says like when you mention someone like at whatever whoever it is, yeah, that's when it will. I'll get a like a notification to my phone or whatever. Okay. Yes, yeah, so or if it's a direct message, that I don't get. I guess maybe for new hire training, would that be part of the orientation we could talk about? But um, there's a lot of folks that are out on the road now that probably hadn't done it, so you need to go in and check your notifications. For sure. For sure. Um, so one thing we've been talking about at training uh, last several months has been overwintering pests mm -hmm. and kind of their habits of this transition of summer into fall. It, it can be tough. And this past week, we've experienced that firsthand where we got some really cold weather a couple weeks ago, and now it's in the 70s. So all those overwintering pests think, man, that was a short winter. It's yeah. spring. Let's go. And so um, hopefully if you've been through any of those trainings, the newer people, there's a small handful maybe hadn't experienced yeah. that, but you're seeing now what spring's going to look like, and this is your chance now to prevent those issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've got... Asian, when you're, uh, we, I worked with Chase the other day and we're wefting around a house and we'd find one Asian lady beetle. And we're like, stop, let's look. Is there any other signs of them around? So this is our time now to prevent springtime problems. Um, I went to one house and they were having paper wasp um, in the house and we uh, actually got up on the roof and we're pin streaming. We couldn't find exactly where they're coming from, but we're gonna try to do preventive treatments to, mm -hmm. to shut them down for spring and so, on, on, when we were on the roof, we found odorous house ants in the leaf litter on the roof, though. And so hopefully we've prevented that issue. So I think the message is take advantage of this little warm stretch and prevent some issues in spring, callbacks and, and headaches that are going to pop up. Yeah. I mean, that could go lead into sales calls, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <coughs> it's Leads. A, it is a lead. Exactly. Yeah. You, um, people have conversations with them, you know, about uh, ladybugs. Um, Matter of fact, this particular one we went to the house was for wasp, and um, weren't sure where they come from. So I said, "Have you seen any uh, ladybugs or Asian lady beetles?" Yeah, we did. We saw some in my daughter's room, and so it gave us a starting point. But you could have those conversations with people right now, and yeah. uh, that's I've seen a lot of Asian lady beetles. Have you? A lot, yeah. So th those are indicators for potential leads for sure. Mm -hmm. So. Our lead channel seems to be flowing okay, but I don't know how well we're closing or yeah. following up and having that conversation with people that hey, right now we can prevent problems for springtime is is a valuable component to that. Yeah. If you're just saying hey, yeah, we can treat for the Asian lady beetles, they gets cold again and they stop seeing them, they think oh well I don't need to call right now. So you talk about prevention, it's part of that. Yeah. So all right, well cool. Let's uh let's rock on. Um, we got a couple of things that uh, we need to, I guess, kind of wrap up with is, um, you and I were talking about podcast ideas for the future, and mm -hmm. we want to do kind of a reflection over the years. It's been a crazy year. Yeah. And I uh, want to encourage everyone to share your ideas. If you've got any highlights of the previous year, maybe uh, wins that you've had or challenges that you've had, yeah. let's share them, and we'll, we'll discuss them on the next episode of the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, so I think the goal for the next one is to do like a year in review yeah. and then I'd hope to have like on top of that, like what are you looking forward to next year? Yeah, that's got, yeah. I always look at the first of the year as like a reset. Mm -hmm. and like, <clears throat> I think a, a lot of people do. That's why you have your 
New Year's resolutions. Yeah, whatever. I'm not a big resolution. I'm not either. Guy, I, but I, I do. do I what do you're look saying. at. I kind of do it. Look at it as a reset. Like, mm-hmm. all right, what am I looking forward to this year? So I think that'd be interesting to hear from from everybody. You know, as many it, people that will are willing to share with us. Yeah. I think that'd be. I guess fun I just reply back and. Um, however they want to however you want to direct you want a direct message either one of us or you can put it in the slack channel of the podcast and mm-hmm. we'll grab it and, yeah um but i man, think that'd yeah. be fun to talk about you know the last year what were our challenges what are some accomplishments what are yeah. and then what are we looking forward to next year people that they've had their first year here the training challenges the mm-hmm. learning curves i mean there's a lot of interesting topics out yeah. there and um yeah with the bizarre year we've had there's no telling yeah there's <laughs> just a lot of stuff that we've done different and mm-hmm. and I think moving forward we'll be doing different and uh, always evolving and changing and mm-hmm. but yeah we'll talk about that more in the next yeah. episode <laughs> yeah all right well cool well I wanted to uh, I guess close it out as a reminder of the time of year you know I um, I met a really cool uh, fellow yesterday I went out and did renewals mm-hmm. I went to this elderly couple's house and they were saying yeah we hadn't been here in I think he said like 10 months and this is a nice house I'm like okay where y'all been and they, they just travel around the country. They were on motorcycles and they have an RV. And um, anyway, just talking to that guy, uh, we just had a great conversation. And at the end, I said, well, I just want to tell you Merry Christmas. And it hit me. That's the first person I said Merry Christmas to this year so far. And so it, it just reminded me of the season that we're in. And it should be a time of gratitude and thankfulness of um, all our blessings. Mm-hmm. And um, um even blessings you don't recognize that you, you have in, in your life. So um, I know politically correctness, some people don't want to say Merry Christmas, but just reminding people happy holidays and, and uh, sharing that that joy with people is something I want to remind everybody to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. All right, cool, man. All right, we'll see we you. We knocked soon. it out. Nah. All right, sounds good. We'll see you. <laughs>